This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. It's called The Masculine Journey, but today's show (laughs) is where no man fears. I mean, I don't know exactly how to say it exactly, but Sam, you you set up this topic last week and now you want me to host the show. Well, no, actually the topic, it was your idea. (laughs) I just happened to announce it on the air. If you want the full story, you're like, oh yeah, well, we should step in and talk about this. I'm like, yeah, okay, you got it. I just announced it. So it came full circle back at you. It, it did. It's yeah. initiating daughters. And, you know, we, we talked last week about initiating sons. And, and, and honestly, you know, I, I think most everybody in the room has got at least one and some two uh, daughters uh, with some experience here. And, you know, the Bible, as we've talked about, is not just loaded with stories of, of, of great fathers <laughs> other than God, which we'll go with that. But. You know, you, you've got one good old uncle in Mordecai, and, and we've been challenging each other to try to find this <clears throat> example, but I do think that through this, we know some things not to do. So we have a clip here. <laughs> I didn't originally think it was a laugh track, but the more I've listened to it, the more I laugh. And it, it happens to be um, Henry Fonda and his actual daughter, Jane Fonda, and on Golden Pond. And, and I can't help but wonder, you know, if. You know, there's some something real going on here just based on the snarkiness of, of, of the conversation. But if you've lived some life and, and you felt this, I, I, I'm going to guess that this is not the relationship that you want to end up with your daughter. And, and, and I, I would note, listen to how quickly Henry, when she wants to talk, expects that she wants something. Need some money for some new clothes. That's Clint oh, Eastwood. That's Clint Eastwood. It sounds just like Henry Fonda. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> How, how's your forehead? Huh? Yeah. Oh, this. That's all right. A lot of pain. Nothing to worry about. Norman, I, I want to talk to you. Well, it seems to be the problem. There's no problem. I just... I want to talk to you. I, um... I think that, um... Maybe you and I should have the kind of relationship that we're supposed to have. What kind of relationship is that? Well, you know, like a... Like a father and a daughter. Just in the nick of time, huh? Worried about the will, are you? Well, I'm leaving everything to you except what I'm taking with me. Just stop it. I don't want anything. It just, it seems that you and me have been mad at each other for so long. I didn't know we were mad, I thought we just didn't like each other. (laughs) I I want to be your friend. Oh. This means you come around more often, mean a lot to your mother. 
I'll, I'll come around more often. No. That's a tough, tough place to be right there, Sam. You know, it, it is, but it, one of the things that it does remind us of is that just as, as men, we can relate to, you know, I would want to know that I have my father's approval of how I've lived my life, you know, or, or how that I try to raise my kids or those things. And I think, you know, some of those don't change regardless of how old you are. You know, my dad's been dead since 1984. Doesn't mean I wouldn't want to think that. And I think for little girls, they still want to know that their dad delights in them, right? That they're the apple of his eye, you know, and maybe that passion's been hidden for so long that you don't really think about it, but it comes out somewhere. And you can hear it in Jane Fonda's voice there of she just wants the relationship to be what it should be. Yeah. And, and I cry for the same thing. And Andy, I would imagine, you know, you've got a daughter that you, that you have a wonderful relationship with, really. I do. She's, she's been through the... Um, teenage years where it's you know there was there were those times where it was like you know she just wanted in the teenage years a lot of times they don't want you around but she's kind of matured out of that and as she's grown up that now that it's more of a time as she wants the same kind of connectedness that we had when she was a younger girl but you know it's it's really it's core to you know the way we see the feminine heart and that you know, not to um, not to just generalize, but you know, it's and it's really relationships in general. You want to be a part of that, connected to that person. You don't want the will; you want the person. You want to spend that time. You want to enjoy that presence of that individual. And I've really seen it in my daughter. It's been exciting to see that. You know, even though that she kind of wanted to do her own thing as she was going, and like most girls do. Um, in her teenage years to really be able to connect and go do things and 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 just spend time with each other you know it, it's it's a joy you know one of the things i was thinking about is we met before the show and we're talking about the topic you know we've, we've known about the topic for a couple of weeks we all struggle and we struggle because we didn't do a very good job collectively right, right. Mm-hmm. you know and, and our daughters for the most part are older yeah. right but the good news is it's never too late Right, it still requires engagement. It requires intentionality, but it's never too late to love your daughter well. Maybe take her a while to respond to it, but it's never too late. Sure. I remember not long after I got into Wild at Heart, you know, somebody said, "Well, read Captivating," and you know that's going to be really helpful on how to love a woman is to understand, you know, what are their core desires and those similar things that we Mm. talk about all the time in masculine journey. And the cool thing at the time, Mariah was pretty young. And so I, I immediately moved right in there and realized, oh, and plus I got a granddaughter now. So I can I can, I can can watch that too, that they want to be the apple of their dad's eyes. They want to twirl their skirts. They want to be seen. They want to know that they're worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they, they definitely love time with their dad. But what I actually see in, in reviewing it with my older daughter, Tess, is that God bailed me out big time. (laughs) Being like, oh my goodness, now that I know the story and I can look back, I can see that, you know, my father wanted to take his fishing in Colorado. This turned out to be a watershed moment in my daughter and my life. Is that my dad wanted to take my son and I fishing in Colorado. My son, Robbie, he's my namesake. He should love to fly fish, right? (laughs) Which he actually does like to fish now, but at the time he didn't. 
And so I came in. I'm like, Robbie, we're going to go to Colorado with Dad. It's going to be awesome. He goes, I don't want to go to Colorado. I'm, you know, I've got no. And Tess at the time, who was two years younger than him, you know, it was probably 11 or 12 at the time. She says, oh, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Will you teach me to fish? And to fly fish. She knew how to fish, but she didn't know how to fly fish, which was what the Colorado experience was. And so I bought her waders. I bought her a fly rod. And, and we went out in North Carolina learning how to fly fish before we ever got to Colorado. And we spent time, and she just, there, I could tell you story after story of what that trip ended up being between Tess and I. But then what really, you know, transpired was, you know, Tess got married really, really young, like at 17, dropped out of school, had a baby, got divorced, and she was really brokenhearted. Put herself through nursing school and all this stuff, as, as life goes on, now I've got the granddaughter, and she says to me when Lila's about four years old, Dad, I want Lila to have what I had. Will you take, will you promise me that you will take Lila to Colorado fishing, you know, when she's old enough? And will you, you know, and, and, and like, oh my goodness. And, and, and those of you who've heard my first rule of fishing story know that that came, that's the backstory to why I took um, Lila and test fishing and how important it is now, you know, that we have this. But yet, you know, I still sense there was a, a big something missing in my relationship with Tess. I wanted the opposite of what Norman had there. A and I heard a podcast on Ransom Heart, and they said this guy was talking about he had an older a younger daughter that she was like 17 or 18 he wanted to buy her a promise ring that not that she was going to promise to be faithful but that he was going to promise that she would always be the apple of his eye she would always be his little girl she would always be number one in his heart that kind of thing and i said man what a great idea what a great idea i'm going to do this for tess even though tess is 29 and oh my gosh i mean it was another time that god totally it was just God totally bailed me out on this deal because number one, when I told her and then her mother got involved in it, and her mother wanted to help pick out the ring. And when I went to the ring place and told the lady that, you know, we we're going to buy this promise ring, she goes, well, is your daughter like 17? No, no, no. She's 29. And she is. And I just want her to know, you know, and the little, the girl at the counter was like, oh, if my dad would do that for me, you know, and you could just see her heart melt like, oh my gosh. God, you have me on the right track. I had no idea that you would do, be able to do this for me. And then, you know, I was able to give it to her this Christmas. And, oh, my goodness, you know, what that meant for Tess and, and my relationship. And, again, you know, we've, we've still got a long ways to go before we're Norman. And, <laughs> and she's number one in the wheel or whatever. But, Sam, it's, it's kind of cool to find an acorn, you know, even though you're a blind hog. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of it even more so I would believe anyway I'm not a girl obviously but even more so with girls and with boys I think there's no formula right it, it there are some consistencies entering into their world loving them for where they are loving them for who they are you know those are consistent but it looks different for each person you know my daughter and I's relationship has really changed over the last couple of years one of my daughters and I because you know and thinking back about it I think more than anything I'm just showing what my mom always did for us kids. My siblings and I are so different from one another. We lived our lives with different values, different styles, those kinds of things. But in my mom's eye, we were all her beloved child. Mm -hmm. 
and she loved us exactly where we were. You know, and looking back, I think, you know, God helped me see that. And whether I agree with the choice here or a choice there isn't really important. It's that they know that I love them exactly where they are for who they are, and nothing's ever going to change that. Why are you pushing the mic to me? <laughs> I mean, I'm a total failure at this. Now, I, um, and maybe that's why you're pushing the mic to me, because you can fail, guys, and, and still get it back, and um, we'll talk a little bit about that later. But it, my daughter is now almost 35 years old, and our relationship gets better and better and better all the time, um, even though it was very trying through her teenage years. I just love what you said a little while ago, that if you said, Dinesh, let's go, you and I go, she would jump, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we got that coming back. Stay tuned. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. Free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this April, April 2nd through the 5th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was kind of going through an inventory. Of, that would have you know, been okay with me. I, there's I, a lot I, of I'm, songs out there that would have been, you know, that, I, I'm with you, Andy. Yeah. I think I'd have been okay with that. Yeah. What do you got no. against butterfly kisses, Robbie? It makes me cry. That's uh, <laughs> Here's the guy that has watched, what? what's that? Camp Rock, Rock Camp Rock yeah, two and stuff. Camp Rock seven. Now you're on, and you're you got something against butterfly kisses. 
But I want to speak to something you said a minute ago, because when I think of what you said, well, I'm a failure. No, 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 no. Oh, wow. I've seen the relationship you have with your daughter. And she does love to be around her dad. And I couldn't agree more. I I wish you could say it to our audience like you said it in the, in the, in the meeting a minute ago about if you called Denisha. Well, so yeah, um, what I, we were, we were talking about, you know, is this important to an older um, daughter, you know, to a daughter that's a little bit older or whatever. Um, and Andy said it too. It's not about the things she doesn't want things. She wants time with you, you know? Um, and, and if I, you know, called Denisha this week and said, Hey, um, clear your schedule. I'm going to take you out for a weekend. You know, just you and I, we're going to, you know, go hang out and, and I'm going to take you someplace. She wouldn't care where she would absolutely love it just to go do it with dad. Um, and, and I would enjoy it as well. And that wasn't always that way. However, um, you know, when she was a, a little girl, we used to have father daughter dates you know, one of the first ones I ever took her to, for those of you who are Wild at Heart fans and have listened to our clips over the years, was we went to the movie to see Groundhog Day. I hated it. <laughs> uh, you know, she thought it was kind of cute. I hated it. Now I, I get it. I, I understand it more now. Um, but it, it, it was that way she was, you know, the apple of my eye, and I was the coolest thing in her world for a long, long time. But... About the time, you know, she got into her young teens, that began to change. Her mother and I went through some really serious marital problems and things like that. And that rocked her world and took her security away. Um, And she made some really bad life choices. And so did her dad. Um, And that really put a strain on our relationship for a number of years to, to the point where for a long time, um, I used to have special ringtones for all my different family members and stuff. I had to go away from that because when her ringtone would hit my phone, literally I would get sick at my stomach. Not because I didn't love my daughter, not because I didn't care about her, but because I did love her, because I did care about her. But the fear was what's happened now? What you know, has she tried to commit suicide? She tried several times. Has she done something, you know, to hurt herself? Has she hurt somebody else? All of those things. And so there was that constant fear of, oh, no, we don't live there anymore. And, and a lot the, of the yeah. reason we don't live there is because I've walked in this message and I've learned how to treat her heart in a very different way rather than in a performance based love sort of way. So we get to hear Clint Eastwood. Yeah. In the movie Trouble with the Curve, and again, they kind of flesh this out for us a little bit, as you can hear this, the the heart's cry of really both people. Need some money for some new clothes? I just came from yoga. You know that voodoo, huh? Fathers and daughters, it can be the best relationship of your life, and it can also be the most challenging. What happened here? Uh, my garage is starting to shrink. I think I'll drive. They have kind of a contentious thing. This is my car, and I drive. Give me the keys. Daughters so badly want the approval of their father. I said I'll drive. Stubborn. Yeah, I wonder where I'd get it. I was very familiar with her, and I thought she would be good for that particular role. Amy's talent was a good match to Clint's. She could stand up to him on screen. One of those for me? Nope. 
How long are you going to be here anyway? I'll probably close the place down. He's an old baseball scout, and he's having a few health problems. How are you going to scout this guy if your eyes aren't right? Well, don't worry about it. I wish it were that easy. She's proud of the job she's doing, but she's worried about him. She figures it's the only blood relative she has. How old was Mickey when her mother died? Six. How'd you handle all that? I didn't. You sent me away. And for a long time, I thought that I had done something wrong. Improving her relationship with her father is important to her. We came here to watch baseball. We didn't come here to talk. I know. Everything is okay as long as we don't talk. Mickey keeps trying to keep at it with her dad. And he has a conflict that he doesn't want anybody to help. He doesn't want anybody feeling sorry for him. I don't know why you just don't go home. Because I feel this dysfunctional sense of responsibility to make sure that you're okay. Wow, you guys have got to lighten up. Who are you, Dr. Phil? Hey, that is quality television. Yeah. I just didn't want you to have life in the cheap seats. They weren't the cheap seats. Spending every waking moment with my dad, those were the best seats in the house. I heard it was a fantastic experience to work with Glenn, which it is. And working for this production is just a dream. So like, wow, you, you hear that, Sam. And actually, that's a phenomenal movie on all it's sorts of It's an amazing movie. Yeah. It really is. It deals with just life's brokenness and, and uh, seeing a father and daughter work through that. It, it, it's a really powerful movie. Well done. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to face the real story. You know, and he doesn't want to go back into it because he doesn't see the need for the healing. But when his daughter finally understands what was behind all the decisions, it brought it brought healing, and you know that just the relationship itself. I was going to say, I see the need for the healing. I still don't want to go back into it at times because it's messy, because it's hard, because it's it's more emotional with a daughter than it is with a son. Um, you have to be more vulnerable. And so uh, the the toughest men that I know are men who are willing to enter into their daughter's world. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you can clearly see that it, by the end of that movie, there's there's really redemption and, and there's really relationship of, of what that was supposed to be. You know, I think there is a part in there as well is there's an embarrassment for him as a father because he doesn't like the way that he handled it he just didn't know what to do at the time you know and so entering back in there is very painful for him as well you know as you said that takes a lot of strength to do that but that's what we need to do a lot of times to enter back into that place of trust and and acceptance with each other yeah i think what we were talking about earlier before the show started is is really when you think you're really messing it up and maybe you did I think we beat ourselves up of what we did do, but don't take, uh, don't acknowledge really maintaining that presence there in that life, even when you're not doing a poor job. It makes a, all the difference in the world. And then when you get kind of, kind of get past that, and God teaches you some things, and you can heal your way out of that, or He heals you out of that, and then you can go on and do the greater things of really being able to initiate and really being able to go after their heart and really be able to go back and do things. I think sometimes I think it, what would life, what would it be like if we had all the answers and, and never went through and made a mistake? There would not be that opportunity for the healing. And really that healing is part of the, the built bond that brings a relationship together anyway. And Rodney, you know, the thing I think about in, in your relationship with your daughter is just love covers a multitude of junk. <laughs> 
and then there's a lot of junk to cover <laughs> in all of our lives. And just speaking right on top of what Andy had right there is some of the best moments that I'm most proud of as a father if with daughters or sons is just saying, I'm sorry with my spouse, you know, honey, I'm sorry. And just being able to admit that and stay there. And if you didn't say it at the time, yeah, it's hard, but go back and say, I apologize. I was wrong. I love you. It means the world to them. And to enter into that world and be a part of their world and do things with them. What is their passion? Where do they want to go do? You're finding out some passions that are coming from God only because he knew it and fed you and led you along the way. I'm telling you, folks, if you just keep going and trying things, you're going to find out what it is because you're going to get a reaction from it. So just keep in there. Well, in your stay case, in the game. your daughter loves horses. Oh, so man. you love she, to go to the barn with her. Oh, <clears throat> all, we, all she has to do is just work at the barn. I, watching her ride is incredible. But just being at the barn and working and mucking stalls and, you know, scooping horse poop, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, boy, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, I love to do that. Just her and I at the barn doing the chores. It's just a great time. She tells me what to do, where to go, because I don't know any of that stuff. But I get to do it with her. And, you know, truth be told, I'm probably going to find out, like you guys are talking about, hey, 20 years later, she's going to say, do you remember? And I'm going to be like, uh, maybe I don't remember all these <laughs> wonderful things that we did. But, you know, you got to be there to be present and have those memories. You know, Rodney, you talked about sometimes saying you're sorry. And so if, if you're a, a dad that's got a young daughter at home right now, um, you can probably say you're sorry all you want to. Okay. And, and any time, genuinely, obviously, authentically, um, with compassion. If you're a father like me who has a 35-year-old daughter and may have a really strained relationship, you may not be able to do that right now. You may not. And this is this comes straight from John Eldridge. I've I've listened to we've all listened to some of his counseling on how to deal with situations like this, restoring a relationship with a child. Um you may not be able to face to face have that lunch or that dinner or that long weekend and say, "Hey, I'm sorry." Um, and maybe you shouldn't right now, but what you can do is write a letter with compassion, praying over it the whole time. God, should I say this? Should I not say this? That sort of stuff. And send that letter and let her respond on her own. But don't put her on the spot, you know, by taking her out and saying, hey, honey, I'm sorry. Okay, so are you okay with that? Yeah, I mean, because it takes time, even after the I'm sorry's for that to sink in it takes time for some of that anger to surface and it it may come back as anger in a response it may come back as as compassion it may come back as grace and forgiveness and mercy and all those things um but it's it's not easy but be careful there is all i'm saying oh oh no i was just saying we had one minute we did have one minute (laughs) and with that one minute it's precious because we're like wow initiating daughters and and I'm sure, like me, you may feel like, oh, but what an opportunity to actually enter into the relationship with our father that our daughters are probably wanting with us. Like, Dad, I need some help here. Like, I don't know where I'm going. And and and, and that's kind of what our daughters are waiting on from us, or we're waiting on from them. Absolutely. And without God's guidance, it's going to be a really bumpy ride. <laughs> you know, and it's going to be bumpy at times anyway, but to follow his lead... And say, God, I don't know how to go here and follow him and let him lead you there. So, wow. 
It's a wonderful journey, and we're so glad you took it with us today. Thank you for listening to Masculine Journey, masculinejourneyradio.org.